0: Today, we're watching Star Trek, The Next Generation. When the Enterprise plays host to historic peace talks, they welcome aboard Sarek, the great Vulcan diplomat. But as the talks fast approach, it becomes all too clear that peace might not be in the best hands. From May 12th,
1: 1990, it's season three, episode 23, Sarek, or more like the greatest generation. (laughs)
0: Oh, I'm Cam. That's Dan. And we get to see Spock's father. Oh, God. It's like a hundred years later, and there he is.
1: And there he is, Cameron.
0: And he looks the same like he did in Star Trek VI because it was filmed after this episode. <laughs> and then he died a couple years later. Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. But at least we got to see him a couple times. Ugh, Daniel. I love it so much. I love it so much. Yeah, a lot
1: happening. I, uh, I almost called this one Sarek wept.
0: Surprisingly touching.
1: Yeah, no, it was maybe I'm just getting sappy in week ten of lockdown, but it uh it had an effect. Yeah. I I I th- thought it was a welcome return and it was a good character to choose. I thought it was a really smart decision to bring him back. Absolutely. yeah it, it it's a nice bridge and you can reference some things or not. And just casually throw in some canon implications that are huge. Yes, but anyway,
0: but anyway, we should
1: probably let the good folks at home know what what the hell is happening here.
0: We we definitely should. Um, I was gonna also say a tour de force for Mr. Stewart.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Peace two. Peace two gets to act up a storm. In the fourth act of each of these episodes, he gets a big, big moment.
0: (laughs) He does. And completely opposite, but equally awesome. So, here's the thing. On Stardate 43917.4, the Federation's most famous ambassador, Sarek, still played by our beloved Mark Leonard, ugh, ugh, god, of Vulcan, has arrived on board the Enterprise with his new human wife, Perrin, played by Joanna Miles. His mission is to attend a conference and to lay foundation for trade relations between the Federation and an alien race called the Laguerrans, who apparently need some hot tub time in order to exist, after which he will retire due to old age, apparently. His assistants and aide are very apprehensive about him doing anything, even though Captain Picard and the crew have attempted to provide some leisure time for Sarek by arranging a Mozart chamber music concert, his favorite composer. Picard approaches Perrin and asks, and through her, Sarek accepts the invitation. Picard is surprised when at the recital, Sarek starts crying in the middle of the performance. Dun, dun, dun. Across the ship, the crew members start to act with uncharacteristic hostility toward one another, leading to a large brawl in the Ten Forward Lounge. The onset of the events is tied to Sarek's arrival. Counselor Troy and Dr. Crusher believe Sarek may be suffering from Bendai Syndrome, a degenerative neurological disease that only affects aged Vulcans, and has never had a proven case. This condition causes individuals to lose control of their emotions and emit broadcast empathy, stabilizing the emotions of others around them. Picard attempts to approach Sarek about this, but Sarek's aides deny that there are any problems. Picard asks Data to speak with Sakath, Sarek's assistant. Data confirms that Sakath has been attempting to channel his emotional strength into Sarek, but has been overwhelmed by the pressures of the conference. Picard directly confronts Sarek on the matter, who attempts to deny the problem. When Sarek breaks down emotionally in front of him, Picard realizes they may have to cancel the conference. (laughs) Someone who has just had to cancel a bunch of public events. It's a way more traumatic experience than you would expect. As Picard prepares to cancel with the Lagarans, Perrin arrives and suggests an alternative option. Sarek could mind meld with another, allowing him to temporarily transfer his emotions onto someone else. This would leave Sarek able to successfully complete the conference and maintain his dignity and reputation, as well as his honor. Sarek, however, warns the possible dangers to the receiver's mind from his strong emotions— Picard willingly agrees to be the host. Sarek performs the first mind meld of the next generation and is able to retain full control of his emotions for the duration of the conference. However, Picard, monitored closely by Dr. Crusher, suffers through the numerous emotions that Sarek has pent up and repressed over the years, including his regrets of not being able to show love for his wife, Amanda, and their son, Spock, or their stepson, their half-son, or their ward, or his current wife, Perrin, the conference successfully completed? <laughs> this is just a
1: lot of names that I did not hear him say, but
0: okay. <laughs> You're inferring I'm... a lot, but this, I'll let you take the liberties. <laughs> it's it's fine. Cybok is there. Cybok is there. He dead, but he's there. He had already let Godhead channel his pain. So,
1: <laughs> Oh, Spock's weird brother.
0: <laughs> the hippie one. Yeah. Anyway, as Sarek prepares to take his leave, Picard lets Perrin know of Sarek's love for her, and Perrin says she has always known it. Sarek thanks Picard for his kindness, and with deep respect states, we will always retain the best part of the other inside us. They give a live long and prosper. I cry like a baby. And so ends Sarek.
1: (laughs) Ah, Cameron. You too, DN. <laughs> yeah, uh, the first ten minutes are just like casual reveal after casual reveal. It's just like, oh, Sarek's coming. It's like Sarek. Wow. I mean, the episode title should have given that away, but the then for Picard to in casual conversation say just make a reference to
0: Spock's wedding. Yep, which is actually from a novel. <laughs> But it's not canon, of course. No, I mean, it is canon now because it was mentioned on the no, show. No, no,
1: the novel isn't canon.
0: No, the novel isn't canon. Do you know who he yeah. got married to, though? Who? Take a guess.
1: If it's not Kirk, I don't care.
0: See, oh, it gets complicated because we haven't watched the movies yet, but the timeline makes sense because Kirk is gone. I don't,
1: I don't want to talk about it. We're not going to talk I about know.
0: it. Anyway, so it makes perfect sense because he's. He's gone. We'll talk about it. But uh, <laughs> it's it's someone we know. Well,
1: that narrows it down, considering there were like two women on the original Enterprise.
0: <laughs> it's from the movies, Daniel.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, is it the whale song chick? No. <laughs>
0: God damn it. Ruining my life. Usually.
1: I, I Just to <laughs> casually be like, oh, Amanda died. He's got a new wife. Um, also... Yeah, I met him once at Spock's wedding, which if it wasn't officiated by McCoy and it wasn't to Jim Kirk, it was a sham.
0: <laughs> well, we know what we know they're actual. Yeah, we, I've got
1: the <laughs> canon right here.
0: Yeah, me too. Thanks to you. And it's something I treasure and will always treasure. But
1: with them giving, you know, Pike, Spock and number one, their own new spinoff show, there's a chance they're going to recast the original series that could happen. We could see it, Cameron. We could see them recast, and it could finally happen. We could have canagogical Spock and Kirk in love. We're ready. 50 years later, we're ready. ready. We're thirsty for it.
0: We are so thirsty.
1: Anyways, that has nothing to do with this episode.
0: (laughs) It does. Um, Anyway, Spock marries Savick in 2344, which was 22 years ago.
1: Okay. Savick, is that the... Is that Kirstie Alley's character?
0: Oh, Kirstie Alley, and then the other one. They did have a kid. Yeah, I do remember.
1: (laughs) So weird.
0: God, after she after she morphed face and became a different person, they had a kid. (laughs) (laughs) What?
1: (laughs) Just (laughs) lunacy. Utter lunacy.
0: Uh, so good. So good. Okay, so. What did you love about this episode, Cameron? I, oh, God, Dan, I loved so much about this episode. I, I love seeing Mark Leonard come and be exceptional. Still got it. It was so good. And I love, you know, I mean, it just, it's a nice way to show how long Vulcans live. I love his assistants. <laughs> I adore them both. I think they're so funny and so well played. Just uh a standout performance from Rocco Sisto who played Sakath. He <laughs> just how he was like you won't want to do that, sir. Mm. Don't, don't don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> and Sarah kind of being a grumpy old man. They're worried about my age, blah blah blah. You know, it just it was almost like he channeled Walter Matthau a little bit and oh, definitely some Matthau vibes. <laughs> and it was It was so great, and I actually, I always love when they have a concert or a recital or something. It just, it makes me happy. Um, Love me some Mozart. I adored that Dr. Crusher and Deanna fixed the problem, that they figured it out, you know. It was entirely them.
1: Yep, a doctor and another person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A doctor and a counselor, which every person should have in their lives. Ayo. I also, I just, I loved the interplay. And finally, I loved the tour de force moment from Mr. Stewart himself. Just, just exceptional. It could have so easily, I mean, like in a split second gone to camp. And it didn't. Mm -hmm. It was so genuine and so affecting. And I just, oh, so good. What about you, Daniel? What'd you love? What'd you love in this Joyous romp through Vulcan history.
1: I loved seeing Sarek again. I loved and hated his wife's outfit. <laughs>
0: she looked Oh man. She looked
1: like a nun from whatever religion the Power Rangers belong to.
0: <laughs> that bling was bad. It was out. <laughs>
1: ridiculous. And her weird like pseudo habit thing around her head of like you I was, I I <laughs> I can't, but I do need to know where you got it from.
0: Are you wearing full rocks? On yeah. Your chest? What
1: was that? it? Was it's like what is this Velma Flintstone bullshit?
0: <laughs> it's like it's not just a rock. Yeah. It's it's. it's I mean, it's not a stone. It's a rock. rocks.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just rocks around her neck. It looks like something that you know a kid would make for you in uh, in an art class. You'd be like, thanks. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Congratulations. I hated it. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> uh, Sarek's dramatic turn and hood removal while his wife faces front like she's getting her school picture taken. Like everybody appears on the transporter pad and they're all just like face front and just <laughs> look at whatever and Sarek's got his back turned and does a dramatic turn around and, remo- and hood remove and everyone goes
0: Oh <laughs> 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 Including me, and the, and
1: the camera pans in, like zooms in on him, while everyone else is just la la la. And it's so cheesy, but I loved it. I just, I went, oh,
0: gasp. Well, and if and if you remember, Spock did the same thing in the motion. Picture. I do, I do remember that he had curlers in his hair, mm-hmm. but he was he was there. Jim, is
1: that you? You said you'd be back hours ago.
0: <laughs> I just I just want to help. Don't talk to me though. I'm not ready. Just
1: sitting up, waiting in the dark. Where were you, Jim? God, we
0: have we have improved the movies so much with our headcanon canon Oh yeah. I mean
1: they're they're drastically improved. Um <laughs> Yeah. The next generation is a lot harder to ship because it's just Riker fucking everyone. Yep. And periodically yep. asking Wesley how old he is. <laughs> <laughs> 18 yet <laughs> speaking of i did like that uh wesley was going on a date however unrealistic that is um it's not unrealistic his fight with Jordy was great oh yeah it was i love the fighting too i loved it the was... fight it was like at least i don't have to make up women on the holodeck it was like it was like oh I'm shit like, damn y'all are fighting and then you know i gotta say i loved when beverly slapped him <laughs> I was like, "Yep, finally, somebody slapped that little bastard."
0: She's like, "And then like, she's like, I've never apologize. hit him in my
1: life." And Wesley sitting <laughs> in the corner, like shaking his head, "No."
0: <laughs> yep, didn't apologize. Was just like, "I nope. can't believe I she slapped him." Went, t- went and talked to the counselor, and was like, "I've never hit him in my life." Yep. I don't know what's
1: happening. Yeah. It was so strange. It's like I was hearing the whiny little bitch words he was saying for the first time. <laughs> and I was like, shut, shut up. Stop make noise with mouth. <laughs> I loved seeing Sarek cry. I loved watching his aides try to insulate him. I think it's always an interesting look at aging when you have, you know, the brilliant mind, but they need, at least this time, it wasn't my hot young assistant. It's <laughs> true. He's so smart, and I'm the only one who gets him. I'm here alone with him at this research facility. <laughs> Help! <Ugh>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Although Rocco Sisto, you know, I wouldn't kick him out of bed. Mm.
1: Rocco's modern life.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was so much fun.
1: hmm And
0: also how
1: just ridiculously porny the mind meld was. The lighting, the setup, the little talk before, I was like, oh, 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 they're gonna
0: fuck. (laughs) That's basically what it is, is mind fucking.
1: And Beverly is going to
0: watch. To watch.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Beverly, (sighs) prepare for a third. (laughs) No, no, no. We'll tag you in when we're ready. (laughs) Yeah, the mind meld was was really beautiful to watch. One after the porn, when it when they when it was just like Sarek's got a little spring in his step, and Picard's like <laughs> basically feels like a panic attack leading into a severe depressive episode. I was like, hey, I know oh, that yeah. feel. That's great. <laughs> I was like, you captured that perfectly. I'm like, when are you gonna start self harming though? <laughs>
0: Uh, do 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 do, the world's better with you in it.
1: Uh, well, it's in a song, so it must be true. It is. And, uh. Oh, also, Data has never looked more like a robot than when he was playing violin. That was yep. the most wooden performance in history. Which. I think it was- he looked like he looked like bad early Disney animatronics from like the Pirates of the Caribbean ride in 1970 <laughs> from It's a Small World after all mm-hmm. or the you know what it is he looks like Lincoln he looks like when they did the first animatronic Lincoln oh yeah I think it was on purpose though oh probably but also it's hard to file in is a really hard instrument to fake
0: yeah it is
1: yeah I think uh,
0: uh, it's probably the hardest actually mm-hmm well, I mean, harp. No, harp's pretty simple, actually. I mean, because mo- most of the time when they film harp, it's arpeggios, which is this. It's literally this, so it's, like, not a big deal. <laughs> wow.
1: Uh, any harpists out there, I apologize for Cameron's gross simplification of your craft.
0: <laughs> I share my office with a harpist. <laughs> She's lovely. You call her Harpo March? And she would agree with me. No. <laughs> But I should. Next time she
1: makes a bad joke, yeah, Okay, Harpo Marx.
0: <laughs> I mean, she's like seventy, so I would. So feel. she
1: would be very familiar with the Marx Brothers.
0: I mean, maybe we don't know. Those folks are like hundred now. Who <laughs> would be really familiar with the Marx Brothers.
1: I was going to say, Cameron. I hate to be the one to tell you, the Marx Brothers are dead. <laughs>
0: they're they're really dead. <laughs> Coincidentally, it's one of my favorite appearances on What's My Appearances on What's My Line is Harper Marx <laughs> and Groucho.
1: There you go.
0: So good. Have you watched What's My Line? No. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. <laughs> but it wasn't all
1: Power Ranger nuns, was it, Cameron?
0: <laughs> Definitely was not, Daniel.
1: What did you hate about this episode? Let it
0: fill your heart. (laughs) I'm with you. Her outfit was a love-hate thing. And I just... The more I stared at it, the angrier I got. But the more I wanted it. Mm -hmm. I hated it.
1: Does it come in a short?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just... Yeah. And I mean, I love when they show recitals, but data wasn't the only wooden one it, it's just higher musicians put musicians in a star trek uniform
1: and the performance venue was atrocious i was like that's what it concert really halls look like in the future they look like a really poorly lit room in the 80s with raked seating." yep, yep. <laughs> and more carpet carpet on the floor carpet on the stage cameron a staged a stage with carpet on it i've And then up the wall paneling. I'm like, the whole thing, it's just all carpet. It's like, the future is carpet, Cameron.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. I, seriously, as a note to everyone in the industry, just just hire fucking musicians. Yeah. Put them in a Star Trek uniform and let them play. Mm -hmm. Film it live. It's fine. Then the actors won't even have to react. It'll be magical. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, no, I agree with you. The concert venue, it's like, ugh. Don't, I don't want to go on a theater diatribe about postmodern architecture, but I might. Because <laughs> it's just the worst. It's
1: so gross. It looks like a terrible recital hall that you would have in the basement of a college campus. It looks like Like, it's like a bad lecture hall that they just didn't finish building. So they were like, eh, it's not big enough to house a class, but I guess we could do recitals down here. Perfect. Just keep running that carpet right up the walls.
0: (laughs) It'll help mute the concrete, Daniel. Uh,
1: The acoustics in this room make me want to kill myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They make me want to shove this bow into my ear. (laughs) (laughs) suddenly became Shatner for some reason don't know why into my ear (laughs) we want to shove this bow into my ear (laughs) the captain calls me bow well played sir Mm -hmm. but I mean it was just little things it was little aesthetic things and it was little basically little aesthetic things Mm -hmm. what did you hate about it Daniel
1: only the next generation could use someone yelling illogical as an act break. Like, that's the <laughs> dramatic thing that we're gonna cut to commercial on. Now you gotta keep watching. What's he yell Like, illogical! Illogical! I'm like, that is so dumb. That was just stupid. <laughs> uh, th- that was... After the Picard versus Riker screaming match, which was such fun to see just the, the disrespect to just that's like our next big thing. And that's how they had to like, OK, well, you know, we got to keep moving. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Also, just the nature of like how many times has this enterprise been the host of peace talks and how many more times will it? It happens a lot. For a scientific well, yeah. exploration vessel, I'm like.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's not the flying
1: know. UN.
0: <laughs> kind of. They they
1: have it's one the conference room, Cameron. They have one. <laughs> they act like it's two different places, but they just have one conference room. So they had to like build a hot tub in a different room that was not a conference room. I just, I don't think it's well-equipped for that. Like, not the way the ship is presented, at least. I'm like, this...
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Not the way the ship is presented, it is not. The way it is drawn in the blueprints... Great. It's very... But we never
1: saw those sets. It's just like, here's this one conference room. It's the best in the galaxy. Carpet, rolly chairs, a table. (laughs) (laughs) And windows, <laughs> yep, and big ass windows right in the front of the ship, so you know if it gets attacked, you can see it real good. oh, it's the back of the ship, <sighs> pedantic um no <laughs> I was sad that Sarek was remarried, but I get it um,
0: and i uh, and I mean Amanda probably died twenty at. And I know
1: we, we talked about it in a sort of a joking way, but you cannot just drop the bomb of like, not only is Spock married, but Picard attended the wedding in an offhanded passing bit of dialogue. If they did that today, fans would blow their tops. Everyone would lose their <laughs> shit. They'd be like, you're going to name check Spock. He doesn't appear, and you're going to tell us of the existence of his wedding, and we don't get to see it. Go to hell. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> I mean, I kind of like the casualness. But for you're other things, things, we would rebel.:
1: Totally. I was introduced to him once at a cocktail party hosted by Commander O'Hura. I don't need to see the cocktail party. That's fine. Or, oh, well, my mentor at the academy was General Sulu. And he introduced, like, oh, pick your thing. That's fine. Name check somebody or whatever. Admiral. Admiral. Well, at the time, I don't know.
0: (laughs) There ain't no generals in the Navy.
1: Oh, I guess I I never even thought about that.
0: There are not. Only admirals. Huh. And the only reason I know that is because of my research into Star Trek. Thank you very much.
1: (laughs) God, you're a nerd.
0: <laughs> I know. I've got Nerd Geek and Dork covered completely. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, this st- I I just I think the lesson of this was respect your elders. I like, I, I didn't know what they wanted. It was a really cool trip into one character's emotional handicap. But I didn't really care anytime Sarek wasn't on screen. I was like, no, go back to Sarek. <laughs> get, get him on there. I'm like, yes, normally I would love a Wesley versus Jordy Cage match. Absolutely. I'm down. But. <sighs> And I hate when, like, one person affects the whole ship, where it's like, everything was perfectly normal. What could have changed? Oh, wait, we did pick up this one person. Oh, but why wouldn't the scanner pick that up? Oh, but this, oh, it's always, it's the one new element. If it says, and guest starring, chances are, they are your problem. <laughs> Every time. It's like, well... I mean, we did just pick up that one person, but how could that be what's affecting us? Oh, my God. It is is that one person. Like, it's happened so many times on this show already that, like, ah, well, our delegates are here. Something weird is happening. I hope it's not because of our delegates. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's becoming pretty comical. Where like I mean, that's fair. I I hear you. After a while, they just, like, plug the holes in your security. Like, quit letting people smuggle things on and quit missing stuff of, like, <sighs> I'm sorry. It's just, I need to come up with a name for these kinds of episodes. I, I'm going to call it Dangerous Delegate. That's what it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and another Dangerous Delegate episode. Yeah, I'm I'm down with that. I have always viewed this as just a commentary on aging and deal and you know how people deal with illness Yeah, and it's it's really kind of tragic to think that sarek who is the greatest ambassador the federation has ever known is dealing with something that shouldn't even exist it was just theoretical that his mind is literally leaving him and i mean it didn't seem that way because it's emotion but like that's it's heartbreaking to watch a Vulcan who we know pride themselves on this certain philosophy and this devotion to logic that it's falling apart. It just, it means the end is near. And, you know, as someone who has watched a beloved grandparent slowly lose their mind, it just, it's, that's what it's about to me is that, is that, Watching someone who, at the height of their powers, was the most amazing person in the room, and then devolving into someone who sat in the corner. It's rough, and, I mean, it was the 80s. They couldn't really focus on something like that, but to me, that's the implication. I think that's why it moves me so. Because it's just, it's shitty. It is. Aging is shitty. Existence is shitty.
1: (laughs) Star Trek. Existence is (laughs) shitty. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Star Trek, the one redeeming thing about a shitty existence.
1: <laughs> That's a pretty good segue into quotes.
0: <laughs> it really is. Well done me. <laughs> that a boy Cameron. Quotes. quotes, 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 quotes. Quotes, 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 quotes. The way Menderson described him, I expected to see a frail
1: old man. I hope I'm not frail when I'm 202 years old. I met him once, many years ago, very briefly at his son's wedding. I can tell you that was quite a moment for a young lieutenant standing in the presence of such history. I remember he spoke to me. I I I just stood there grinning like an idiot. You, tongue-tied? Indeed. How do you make small talk with someone who has shaped
0: the Federation? My (laughs) hut. I love this quote. I love it so much. (laughs) My husband has taken an interest in your career. He finds it to be satisfactory. My word. I
1: praise from a Vulcan. (laughs) It's a great line.
0: Which is why I put it on our Instagram. Mm -hmm. With Snapchat filters, but still. You must decide which is your greater obligation, your loyalty to Sarek or your duty to the Federation. Can you accept the logic of continuing this mission? Tell your captain. The mission is in jeopardy. Ba, ba, ba. Menderson and I never wanted to deceive you. My husband's condition came on him so gradually, it was easy for us to delude ourselves and pretend that nothing was wrong. We convinced ourselves that he could complete this one last task and end his career with dignity. Help him, Captain. Help him regain his pride, his honor. Believe me, it would give me great pleasure but there is nothing I can do. The mission can be saved, but he needs your help to do it. Sarek is is a logical, intelligent being. The effects of Bendai Syndrome are apparent. Why would such a man choose to ignore them? Logic fails
1: us sometimes, Data. I think this is one of those times. I can only guess that he does not see, or he does not wish to see, the truth. And he has been insulated against the truth by those who love him most. A mind meld can be a terrible intimacy. I cannot allow it. Wink. <laughs> I'm aware of the risks, but it is the only logical solution.
0: <laughs> Wink. <laughs> so porny. So porny. <laughs> your courage honors me, Captain. It would take courage. Mm. My mind to your mind. Your thoughts to my thoughts. (laughs) Fucking shit. Mm. Okay. Is Captain Picard all right?
1: Don't worry, number one.
0: And the ambassador? I am
1: myself again. It has been a long time.
0: I have been accused of many things in my life, never an excess of emotion. My Sarek is kind of like your (laughs) whoopee.
1: Getting down there. Are the Laguerrants really going to sit in this stuff? Well, I'm sure not. (laughs) Can you believe the smell? What smell? (laughs) What can I say? To us, it's Slime Pit. But to them, it's home. He loves
0: you. Very much. I know. I have always known. This is a representation of the fucking patriarchy. (laughs) I'm sorry, What? Perrin can be quite ill—quite logical when she chooses. <laughs> I will take my leave of you now, Captain. I do not think we shall meet again. I hope you're wrong, Ambassador. We shall always retain the best parts of the other
1: inside us. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> I believe I have the better part of that bargain, Ambassador. Peace and long life. Live long
0: and prosper.
1: Ugh. Am I going to have to say that at your deathbed? Yes, you are. I saw you crying. I do not cry. I was there.
0: I saw the tears. You exaggerate, Captain. I recall only one tear. So
1: you were emotionally affected by the music.
0: That is not possible. You
1: still haven't answered my question, Sarek. Is it logical for a Vulcan to cry? (laughs) You ready? You ready? No! It is... It is wrong. It is wrong. A lifetime of discipline washed away, and in its place... Bedlam! Bedlam! I'm so old. There's nothing left but dry bones and dead friends so
0: tired. Oh, so tired. It will pass all of it just another hour or so. You're doing no. fine. Just hold on,
1: this weakness disgusts me. I hate it. Where's my logic? I'm betrayed by desires. Oh, I want to feel I want to feel everything, but I am a Vulcan feel nothing. Give me back my control, Jean Luc. <laughs> Baron, <laughs> Amanda. I wanted to give you so much more. I wanted to show you such t- t- tenderness. <sighs> that is not our way, Spock. Amanda, did you know Baron and you know how much I love you? I do love
0: you. Beverly, I'm here, Jean Luc. I'm not going anywhere.
1: It's quite difficult. The anguish of the man, the despair pouring out of him, all those feelings, the regrets. I can't stop them. I can't stop them. I can't. I can't.
0: Don't even try. Remarkable. Stop it. I'm I'm serious. Although, who hasn't been there out of the two of us, right?
1: <laughs> oh, I, of a thousand percent. And given the week I was having when I was watching that, I was like, oh
0: the anguish of the man, the despair pouring out of me, all those feelings. I can't stop them. I can't, I can't. <laughs> but it was beautiful. Ugh. Ugh, oh, I hope our listener appreciates appreciates that brilliant performance.
1: It's ironic, isn't it? All this magnificent technology, and we still find ourselves susceptible to the ravages of old age, loss of dignity, the slow betrayal of our bodies by forces we cannot master. Do you still want to be one of us, Data? <clears throat>
0: Ugh, oh, it's it's really something mm-hmm. tell me daniel how many actual 20 pound stone necklaces would <laughs> you give this episode
1: uh i think i'd give it i think i'd give it a 4.25 Ugh,
0: oh, i was gonna give it a four and a half so there we go <laughs> our differences are closing
1: well, it's still always <laughs> off by about a quarter of a point a half a point
0: but it used to be, like, a whole point.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, to be fair, this is not the original series. <laughs>
0: no, no, it is not. Uh, Definitely is
1: not. I was driving upstate to get out of the city for a second and drove past a building that was just labeled Arena, and I got irrationally angry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I bet your car mates didn't get it, did they?
1: <laughs> and Courtney and the dog had no idea. <laughs> Son of a- <laughs> You can't just make a diamond gun! <sighs> do
0: you think there was a little Gorin Corral in there, Dan? Do you think they manufactured gunpowder out of the earth? <laughs>
1: yep, probably.
0: <laughs> well, Dan, we have loved it, hated it, quoted it, and rated it, which just leaves one last thing for us to do. And that's for me to wish you all to not just have a great week, but to make it so. And for Dan to say, keep on trekking.
1: corral sounds like the intergalactic golden corral.
0: Oh, yeah. Would you like gravy with your mashed potatoes?
1: Uh, actually, I'm kind of trying to do the uh, low-fat, low-carb. <laughs> I'm just eating Vulcan protein. Wink, wink.
0: <laughs> That's why they were fighting, because Kirk turned the Gorn's gravy down. Oh. Uh Tastes like celery. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fuck gender norms. Am I right?
1: You would say yeah. that.
0: <laughs> Stupid toxic masculinity. God damn it.
1: Now, see, I'm confused because the way Britney Spears talked about it, toxic sounded great.
0: You high, I can't come down.
1: I know mean, right what to do, but you know that you <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> You should actually within you should your one man show. I am an You should, uh, <clears throat> or you could just call it Dan of Green Gables. Dan of Green Gables.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Woo! <laughs> The
1: poster's just (laughs) me dressed like Anne.
0: (laughs) I'm telling you, that's, that is it.
1: A Secret Weapon Production.